Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I had a question sent in to me earlier today by Stevie on Instagram who said, can you go through your most improved players for each club? So I've decided to go through them over the next 24 hours. I'm going to break it into two parts though. Uh, today we'll have part one, which will be the non-New South Wales teams. So I'll have the Cowboys, the Titans, the Broncos, the Dolphins from Queensland. Then we'll have the Canberra Raiders, the Melbourne Storm and the New Zealand Warriors. And then tomorrow morning, I think it'll be, or a little bit later today, we'll see how, we, how it plays out. Uh, we will be getting stuck into the New South Wales team. So the remaining sides, Roosters, South, Sharks, Dragons, Tigers, Eels, Dogs, Manly, Knights. And I purposely put the Penny Panthers down the bottom there. We talk about the Panthers quite a bit on this podcast, obviously because of all their success. So we thought we'd shove them at the bottom. So that'll be the part two podcast. I believe uh, that will be dropping tomorrow morning. So stay tuned for that. All right. Now, let's kick off with the four Queensland teams. So I'm looking for their most improved player. And uh, for some of these over the two podcasts, it was really tough because a lot of teams have had very similar seasons to what they did last year. And a lot of there was a lot of guys that really jumped out of the ground last year. For some teams, it's really obvious. For other teams, I found it really difficult to find the most improved guy. And probably more so for the New South Wales teams, to be fair. There was a couple of teams there that I really struggled to pick someone out because um, they've sort of just all stayed at the same sort of level. And it's funny, the teams that have done that, it's interesting when you look at their seasons and how they reflect previous seasons as well. Uh, but when we get into these Queensland teams, the North Queensland Cowboys will start from the top up there. Uh, for me, I thought this one was reasonably obvious. Obviously, you know, guys like Scotty Drinkwater have had fantastic seasons, uh, but had really good seasons last year as well. There was a lot of guys that jumped out of the ground last year. Your, your Nanais, the, you know, your, your Griffin names, these sort of guys. But I thought one guy that has really impressed me this year, and I've spoken about him a lot over the last few weeks, I genuinely 
Didn't really think he was a first grader uh, only a few months ago. But um, Valamay, the, the winger that's come up from the Canberra Raiders, he would definitely be my most improved player uh, from the North Queensland Cowboys. I think his form as a winger over the last few months has been impeccable. I've been so impressed with this guy. And as I said, when he was playing down in Canberra, I genuinely didn't think he was a first grader. I did not think he had a career in the NRL in front of him. He made the move to the Cowboys. And I genuinely remember looking at that trade and going, why the f- what the fuck are the Cowboys doing? What are they going to get out of this guy? What a bizarre move to make. And crazy that within only a few weeks, all of a sudden, Kyle Felt, club legend, is out of the side and can't get back into it. And Valame has just absolutely carved it up. So he would be my most improved player from the North Queensland Cowboys. He has been sensational this year. Ruben Cotter was another one that dropped out, jumped out of the ground last year, obviously. Uh, but Valame, he is without a doubt my pick there. And if you Cowboys fans, if you think I've slept on someone or forgotten someone, please let us know. I think Helam Lukey's also been really good this year. He's obviously had injuries and whatnot. Uh, but when he's been on the field, he has shown plenty this season. The other one I want to give a little shout-out to is Cohen Hess. Uh, he has had a really good season as well. Uh, obviously, can play middle, can play edge, can do a bit of everything, Cohen Hess. Uh, but I think he's been really consistent for the Cowboys this year, which is probably not what he's been known for throughout his career. But Valamay, he without a doubt has to be my pick this year for the Cows. All right, let's move to the Gold Coast Titans. Now, the Gold Coast Titans, a pretty obvious one here. And, you know, we always knew he had huge potential, but we've finally seen it this year in its full. I think David Fafita, he has to be the most improved player at the Gold Coast Titans. Now, granted, he was already at a pretty high level, but the way that he's elevated that, I do think it needs to be recognized. And I think he is the most improved player in this competition, despite already being a rep player previously and a very good player. The level he's taken to himself to and the control he's taken over this side and how it's like all of a sudden Fafita, has just realized how important he is to not only the Titans, but the Gold Coast as a region. I really do think he's taken that upon himself. Resigned uh, a few weeks ago, which was fantastic as well. So for Fida, he would be my most improved player. Underneath him, the guys that I think have sort of come from a little bit lower to improve, obviously Campiera, he made his debut this year. And I think at the start of the season, uh, I, I really didn't think he'd last the year. I spoke about him all preseason, was very excited about him. Draft him I drafted him in like round eight or round nine uh, because I thought he would score a stack of tries and I thought he'd ha- have a little bit more base work in him. He has scored so many tries this year, Campiera. It's been incredible. And I think that at the start of the year, um, There was a number of things in his game that I just thought, fuck, this isn't going to cut it in first grade. The Titans have really stuck with him. They've worked at him, and I think he has improved. It's just those decision-making moments. Sometimes he can come up with poor ones in certain moments, but I think the longer this season has gone, the better he has gone. So he has played 21 games this year, and he scored 19 tries, so he needs to be recognized, Campiera. The other one I want to give a shout-out to is my boy, Chrissy Randall, came up from the Newcastle Knights, jumped in as a middle forward has played a bit of hooker, jumped on the edge one one week and scored a try. I think he has been fantastic, Chris Randall. He's been a really, really good signing for the Gold Coast Titans, done a tremendous job. So uh, that's th- those are my probably three guys that I would nominate from the Titans, but I think it probably has to be for Fida that takes it home. I think that as well, Tanner Boyd's had a pretty solid season. He, he has been up and down throughout parts, but I, I think he has been very good for the Gold Coast Titans throughout the vast majority of the season. Most uh, Mo Fodawaka also needs to get a huge shout-out. Similar to Fafita, we know what Mo was capable of doing, but if you... To, to be fair, if you're probably looking at 
how a guy played last year compared to solely this year. Mo Fodawaka probably takes it, to be fair. I've probably slept on him a little bit. He has been fantastic. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, two guys stand out to me here. The first one is Billy Walters. We sat here all preseason and said the Broncos cannot win a comp without the hooker. They're now, you know, l- leading the competition with Penrith. One of the favourites. They're probably my second favourite team to win this competition. And I have not spoken about the hooker all year. It has not been a concern, which is a huge compliment to Billy Walters. Obviously, Blake Moser is up there. And I, I personally thought that we'd get to around origin and go, fuck, they need to change something. They need a hooker. Mate, Billy Walters has done a tremendous job. And I um, I heard someone talking the other day, might have been Willie Mason, saying that if you know his last name wasn't Walters, we're probably talking about him a lot more. Uh, but I think because he is the coach's son and whatnot, he sort of flies under the radar. And I think that people are hesitant to also put the spotlight on him. Uh, but I really want to in this moment because I just think as a footballer, Billy Walters has improved so much this year. Uh, his decision-making everything has improved out of sight. So shout out to him. The other one, another guy that I just thought was unreliable and inconsistent last year. He would have huge highs, but then his lows could be very disappointing. And he always had a couple of errors in his game. But I think he's really, really improved. And that is Jordan Rickey. Now, he's been out for a few weeks, obviously. He's just come back into the side. Um, and, oh, 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 you know, the fellow that jumped in and took his spot did a tremendous job. And there was a little bit of, oh, will he get that spot back? Spoke to people up at Brisbane. Jordan Rickey was always going to get that spot back. They felt very, very confident with him holding on to that spot. So, shout out to him. Just having a look at his stats from this year. Can I get errors on here? No, I can't. Uh, but, yeah, just having a look at his stats. Like, this year he's played 17 games. Uh, I think he scored how many has he scored? He's got a fair few this year. I can say five or six. Uh, oh my! Uh, yeah, se- seventeen tries, seventeen games. Sorry, five tries, three line breaks. Uh, he's done really well this year, Jordan Ricky, and it's more so just the errors that he's got out of his game. And I don't have stats for it right here, unfortunately. I wish I did, but I I just felt like for the first part of his career, for the start, a lot of errors in his game, just a lot of laps of concentration consistently. And I feel like he's really worked that out of his game, which is not an easy thing to do, but I think Jordan Rickey has done it this year. Let's move to the Dolphins. And look, for the Finns, obviously this is their first season. Um, So you can't really compare it to the form of guys last year because they weren't at the Dolphins, but we sort of have to in this situation. And there's three names I've written down here. Obviously, Hamiso, uh, he couldn't get into the North Queensland Cowboys side last year uh, to now being, you know, one of the most dynamic fullbacks in the game and definitely the MVP of this Dolphins team. Went to origin and absolutely dominated this series as well, playing center. So, uh, and I mean, even this year, Wayne Bennett has had to move him out of fullback to cover center, and you can just see the difference on his edge as soon as he go, goes there. So, Hamiso, I think he probably has to be the most improved player uh, just because the level he's gone to has been simply incredible. Connolly Lemuelu coming down from the North Queensland Cowboys. We spoke about him a little bit in the Supercoach world last year that he'd be an interesting guy because he's that dual position sort of fella. He's jumped into the back row and he's turned into an 80-minute back rower. He's had a couple of HIAs that have hurt him throughout the year, especially in the back end of the season. But I think Lemuelu has been tremendous and a very, very good find for Wayne Bennett. There was a period of time during the year where he dropped him back to the bench just to give him a bit of a spell. His first full season as a second row forward playing 80 minutes takes a lot out of yeah, it's a very, very tough job, and I think Lemuelu has done fantastically well. Has scored a few tries this year, which has been great, running off uh, that shoulder of Sean O'Sullivan. Come up with some very big plays throughout the year, and I'm sure Wayne would be absolutely stoked with how it's played out. Uh, Jermaine Asako. Wow. Um, you know... <sighs> 
He just he, he hasn't really played that much first grade over the last few years just because he's been so inconsistent, so up and down. I would actually argue argue that he has been the Dolphins' most consistent player this year. He has been unbelievable. Playing on the wing, which might not even be his best position, 22 games, he scored 21 tries, he kicked 67 goals at 72%, 92 tackle breaks, 25 line breaks, three try assists. He's averaging 160 run meters per game. He has been... Unbelievable. To think that last year, he started at the Broncos, played one game. They let him go. He went to the Titans, played 10-odd games there, but wasn't really a consistent part of that team from memory. To now come to the Dolphins and play all 22 games, not only earn his spot, but then dominate in his spot. He has absolutely killed it, Jermaine Asako, and he really has been... Um, he really has been something special uh, for for the Dolphins, and you know, you go back to 2019 uh, when he when he you know I think it was 2019 was it where he re- no 2018 where he really burst onto the scene for the Broncos, played 25 games, he scored 11 tries that year, which was bloody impressive. He scored 21 this year, so in 2018 he scored 11 tries from 25 games. This year he's 21 tries from 22 games, and you think about as well how many times has his centre changed? He started with Branko, he had Aiken, he had Tafade. He like there has just been fucking chaos the entire year there. Felice Kafusi inside him as well has been in and out of the team. Isaiah Cartola has been the halfback on his edge. He made his debut. In round one, I mean, at a new franchise, I just think the what Wayne has managed to do with Osako, he deserves every compliment in the world. He has been incredible, Jermaine Osako. So shout out to him. Uh, the Canberra Raiders. Raiders, there was three guys that stood out to me. The first one, Corey Horsburgh. Um, I think you can really see in Ricky Stewart's coaching, you can see the moment where he starts to trust players and he start, and it takes him a long time for him to trust certain forwards. But you can see this year that Ricky, he has just got full faith in Corey Horsburgh all of a sudden. I think Horsburgh needs to be credited for how, you know, he's always had this ability, he's always had this skill set, he's always been tough, but how he's learned to really control himself. Yeah, and that's what's turned it around for him. You have a look at the first five weeks weeks of this season. Uh, round one, 41 minutes. Round two, 31 minutes. Round three, 49 minutes. Round four, 36 minutes. Round five, he played 20, he played 31 minutes. Now, after that, round six, he played 71 minutes, and he has not played less than 50 minutes since then. Very, very impressive. And in the vast majority of games, he's played 65 plus, and in about three or four games this year, he's played the entire 80 minutes. Uh, you have a look from round 13 to round 21. They, they had two buys in there, to be fair, but he did not play less than 70 minutes in that period. 80, 80, 71, 70, 70. The amount of work Corey's getting through has been simply incredible. His ball playing as a link man in this Raiders side has been so important as well. So, Corey Horsburgh, he would probably be my most improved guy and the fact that he's managed to earn the trust of Ricky Stewart we saw how long it took Joey Tapanay to get it Corey Horsburgh has now got it and he is an absolute stud and was rewarded with a Queensland debut which was fantastic um, how about Matty Timoko right centre we've been talking about him for the last two years or so he's a genuine strike centre Defensively, there have been a couple of issues here and there, but I don't think it's been a huge factor for him this year. But I just think an attack, the new level he's gone to, has been fantastic to watch. I, I've really enjoyed watching this guy develop into the player that he is, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how much better he does get because I think the Raiders have sort of got a strike center on their hands right now. But I think at the end of this year... 
Probably a very good chance. He is playing for the Kiwis. He'll get a lot of experience out of that as well. So good chance he comes back bigger and better next year, which is a pretty scary thought for the rest of this league. Uh, Albert Hoppawade is the other one I want to give a shout-out to. Oh, mate, I remember, I've said it a number of times, 2018 when I first started my page, he was one of the first players I made a post about. Sort of a could-be-anything sort of guy that season that I thought it was going to come in and explode. It's taken a long time. That was almost six years ago. Uh, but he's now, you know, earned his way into this side and he holds his spot. The thing that stood out for me was during the year, he, he went to a wedding. So he took a week off and came straight back in the week after. Not many guys can take weeks off in the NRL and come straight back in without being punished or anything like that. But it's just, he's obviously shown Ricky Stewart what he brings to this side and what he'll do week in, week out. So I absolutely love the development of Albert Hoppawade. I think his career could have gone one of many ways, and most of those ways were a negative way. He's put his head down, ass up, been to a number of clubs, worked his way into first grade, and now he's shown what he's capable of doing. I think he's one of the most underrated ball runners in this competition. I think he really has improved Hoppawade. All right, let's move to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, two Kiwis for me get the nod here. Eli Katoa, obviously coming over from the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, I was interested to see what would happen with Eli Katoa. I knew he had ability. I knew he had talent. I wasn't sure if the Melbourne Storm were going to get the absolute best out of him and he was going to reach the heights that we all knew he was capable of. But, you know, if you take out a couple of injuries and whatnot... Outside of that, he has been tremendous in every single game he's played, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was really highlighted on the weekend. He had a fantastic game, scored two tries. I think he had two try assists. He was everywhere at Eli Katoa. So I'm really happy to see him hit the heights that we knew he could, and I don't think he's anywhere near the top of his heights yet. I still think he's got a long way to go, uh, but he is definitely so improved from the guy that we saw uh, at the New Zealand Warriors last year. I remember when he made his debut and about three games in, I said, fuck, you know who he reminds me of? He's got a little bit of Ali about him. He's just, he's so big, so strong. He's got a nice offload. He understands the game. He's got a little bit of Ali about him, and I, it's taken a long time. He's take, gone a long way around to get there, but I think you can finally start to see again what I was talking about in the early parts. I think he's just toughened up a lot too. I think there was a lot, a lot of injuries and whatnot, a lot of little niggling injuries that he had at the Warriors that he probably didn't handle as well as he would have liked. And I think that the Melbourne Storm, they've really beaten that into him just to be a tougher footballer, and he certainly has. So, Eli Katoa, he is probably my most improved there. The other guy I want to give a shout-out to is a fellow that was playing Queensland Cup last year, Host Plus Cup. Uh, was doing really well. Wasn't able to crack into first grade. Got his chance this year. Will Warbrick started well. But he also started slow. He was making a lot of errors. There was a lot of de defensive problems, a lot of decisions he was making on his wing that I thought, geez, Will, come on, mate. I don't want I, I don't want to see you drop back to reserve grade and we never see you again. Worked his way through it. The Melbourne Storm stuck with him and he's been tremendous. He obviously scored a few tries on the weekend as well. Came straight back into that side as soon he was as soon as he was available. But I think he's had a very, very good season at Will Warbreak. Obviously coming from Union, not easy, coming from Sevens as well. Did his time in the, in, in the Q Cup up there, has now migrated into first grade, and he's done tremendously well. Another guy that I think will represent New Zealand at the end of the season. All right, the New Zealand Warriors. Speaking of New Zealand, let's get stuck into them. Really interesting side, the Warriors. There's probably a guy that I want to nominate as my most improved player, but there's also other guys that 
we know how good they are. We know how good they've been for a very long time. They sort of dipped out of form. Then all of a sudden this year they've just gone bang. I'm talking Sean Johnson. I'm talking DWZ. I don't know if you can call guys that lull out of form then pick it back up as most improved because we already knew they, they had those lofty standards set. But I think SJ is playing his best footy I've ever seen this year. I know he won a golden boot. I know he went to a grand final. Personally, I don't give a flying fuck. He is the best version of Sean Johnson that we have ever seen right now. DWZ is exactly the same. This is a guy that's captain New Zealand. He's played for a number of clubs. I think right now, his form is unbelievable. So DWZ and SJ, if you're talking about where they came from last year or what my expectations were at the start of the season to where they are now, those two definitely right up there. But for me, Jackson Ford heading over to the New Zealand Warriors. And look... I feel a bit weird calling him the most improved because I've been saying for years this is the sort of player he is. But I can even I, despite how how highly I rated him and whatnot, I I can see in his football how much more self confidence he has and how much more belief he has in himself. And you've got to give full credit to Webby for that. The the self belief he has put in this squad has been simply incredible. Metcalf's another one I think it deserves a shout out. But similar to Jackson Ford, we've spoken about him for the last few years that we think he has got this sort of potential. It's just been him getting the opportunity and showing what he can do. I think Wade Egan as well, probably a guy that I've undervalued for a very long time. I really liked him coming out of the Penrith Panther system when he was young, uh, but he just didn't quite look as good as what I thought he would. It's taken a bit of time, which is what happens with some first-grade footballers, but over there at the New Zealand Warriors, he has been fantastic, and they genuinely look very, very different when he is not there, which is the ultimate compliment to any player. I think Charns also deserves a little shout there. He's been tremendous. And one other guy I just want to give a shout-out to is Rocco Berry, um, playing right centre out there. We've been talking about him for a few years as a could-be-anything guy. You know, the All Blacks really wanted to get their paws on Rocco. Peter O'Sullivan managed to fight to win him over to the New Zealand Warriors. We've always really, really liked this kid. And, we, and you know, it's taken a while. And I think people got a little bit impatient with him. So I think sometimes we forget how young these kids are. And I think sometimes with these young guys, and it won't be a reality ever again, hopefully. But I think sometimes we forget just how much football some of these guys missed out on in those key ages of 17 to 19 because of COVID. And they are playing catch up. And we need to be aware of that. And I think Rocco Berry's finally starting to catch up on what he missed out on. So he would be right up there for me as well. All right, guys, that is our most improved players from the non-New South Wales teams. Tomorrow morning, we will have our New South Wales teams and the most improved players from each one. I'll be honest with you, those ones are a little bit harder because some of these teams have been very up and down. You have a look at these sides on this list, Cowboys, Titans, Brisbane, Dolphins, Raiders, Storm, New Zealand. Um, The only teams that are not in the top eight from today are the Titans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
who obviously for Fida and them have just gone to a new level. The Dolphins, who so many of them have gone to a new level. So it was a little bit more difficult. And the Cowboys as well, but they're right on the brink of the top eight. But Valamay jumped out of the earth this year. The The New South Wales teams are a little bit harder. So stay tuned for that podcast tomorrow. A little bit harder and a few more teams as well. So a bit more to talk about. If there was anyone from your team, from one of these non-New South Wales teams that I forgot to mention today or maybe I've slept on, send me a message. Let me know who they are. Ah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.